Unity of Farmington Hills, a powerful path for spiritual living. I've heard a thousand stories of what they think you're like, but I've heard the tender whispers of love in the dead of night, and you tell me that you're pleasing that I'm I just wanted to give a, you know, just give a brief announcement again before uh, Lois comes up. I wanted to remind you all that this Friday is Elliot's um, Celebration of Life service, and it will be at Unity of Royal Oak. Um, the family hour will start at 12 o'clock, and the service will, will be at 1 o'clock. I will let you know that I'm not the one officiating the ceremony, so you won't be surprised when you get there. But one of the things I do want us to do is when I do get up to, say, to speak, I want all of the, those of you who will be there with me to stand up and we're going to do a unity blessing for the family. Amen? Amen. And that way we can show that his family um, where the last chapter of uh, Elliot's life was in service to our church as a unity mem member and also the way he blessed us, how deeply we want to bless his family. 
Does that make sense? Yes. So I just wanted to let you all know. So I'll see you, the, those of you who will be there Friday, I'll see you Friday. I'm going to have Lois come up and do the announcements. Good morning. Good morning. I know you thought I wasn't going to do the announcements. <laughs> Happy Father's Day again. Yes. Yes. Good morning again, and welcome to our online viewers and you who are here in the sanctuary with us. I'm Lois Jones. I'm the platform assistant today, and I'll be sharing this announcements and upcoming events with you. We're happy that you have joined us today, and if it's your first time, please check, take a welcome packet that's available in lobby in the lobby just outside the sanctuary. Please join us after service in the social hall for fellowship and refreshments. You will also enjoy some homemade treats, especially prepared by our hospitality team. Yes. The team leader, Mary Garibay, says, Reverend Kelly feeds your spirit, and then we feed your body. Yes. <laughs> we have a fabulous hospitality team. Yes, Okay, our campaign theme for May and June, capital campaign theme for May and June has been Super Share 50-50. And I know you haven't gotten these yet, so I, I'll still be, I'll be here again downstairs today and next Sunday. And of course, you know that uh, we are accumulating all of the proceeds from, the, from this previous Sundays and the drawing will take place next Sunday at the picnic. And I'll be there at the picnic with these two. We now have two racks in the lobby outside the sanctuary designated as Resource Activity Center. Not a, it's not a building, it's two racks. These racks will accommodate flyers or brochures that announce or promote the various resources and activities. One rack is for adults and veterans, and the other rack is for youth and family. If you're interested in placing flyers or brochures in these racks, please contact Donna Opaka, Opoka. Critical Conversation, Women's Group, Men's Group, UFH, Veteran Peer Support Group meetings are all canceled for July and August. They will resume in September. Increase your knowledge and understanding and personal application of the Bible. Join Reverend Kelly on Zoom every Wednesday from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. for in-depth Bible study. Become more familiar with the various versions and interpretations of the Bible used today and throughout the ages. Also every Wednesday at 7 p.m., meditation takes place here in person and on Zoom with Reverend Kelly. Okay, come and enjoy a double treat next Sunday, our awesome and what Reverend Kelly refers to as the baddest band in <laughs> unity, will present an all-music Sunday. You don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss it. It will be something special. The service will be followed by our annual church picnic right in our own backyard at 11.15 to 2.30 p.m. So don't miss the music, the fun, and the excitement of the day. I promise you it will be an exciting day. Picnic volunteers are needed. Picnic volunteers are needed. <laughs> the hospitality team needs your help in planning the picnic menu. Please see Mary Garibay for specific details and menu items needed. And the sign-up sheet in the social hall. I was instructed to bring these up and let you know that we'll have them right outside after service in case you're not going down and you want to volunteer volunteer and then we'll take them back downstairs okay yes. was that good yes <laughs> okay let's see where am i uh oh volunteers volunteers hear ye men hear ye men <laughs> we need your strength to help with setting up and cleaning up for the picnic so if you're available please see eileen Lindbergh for details and for the rest of us, Reverend Kelly says, in case we run out of seats, please feel free to bring your own lawn chair. Katie Smith is our prayer chaplain today. And will, is Katie here? No. Okay, prayer chaplains, I'm sure, will handle it. Uh, someone 
will be available to pray with you after service near the patio doors. Please move out of the sanctuary immediately after service to provide a quiet space for prayer. To stay abreast of our activities and upcoming events, please visit unityfh.com, check out our Facebook page, or read through the newsletter that's emailed every Friday. And now, as the music team sings, Surely the Presence, let us prepare our hearts and minds for the daily word and our opening prayer. Thank you. Blessing for fathers. Today we affirm, I bless my father and the men who have shown me fatherly kindness. And our message reads, Today I bless and give heartfelt thanks to my father and the men who were fatherly figures to me. Their protecting presence, wise guidance, and caring instruction have helped me make the person make help make me the person I am today. I bless my father and those who share a father's love and care with prayers of appreciation for my memories throughout all the seasons of my life. Through good times and bad, I see God expressing through my father and the men who have shown me fatherly love. I bless them with prayers of gratitude, affirming they know the love and care of God as they have shown it so generously and faithfully to me. The Bible verse for today comes from, from Ephesians 6 and 4. And fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Let us pray. So if you haven't already, I invite you to gently close your eyes and take a deep cleansing breath. Let's bring our attention down into the center of our chest, which we call our heart center. Tune into a feeling of love and peace. Allow your hearts to be open and your minds to be free. Release everything that concerns you and every person that concerns you into the hands of God, knowing that God is perfecting everything that concerns you. God, in this now moment, as we affirm that for ourselves and for the people who we love, we thank you for every single way you are blessing us. We thank you for the fathers and father figures who have wonderfully been an expression of love and guidance and protection, provision in our lives in whatever way you saw fit. We thank you for being the epitome of love in this moment right now, blessing and opening us up for a deeper expression of your word, your way, your truth, and your life. We know you to be that one power and that one presence that is active in our lives and in the universe. We open ourselves up to your love, your power, your presence, and your knowing. 
We allow our minds to be coachable, our hearts to be open, our bodies to be willing and ready to receive your message, understand your message, and be your message that we hear today. But for this now moment, we release everything and just sit in a state of just being. Letting your love radiate so deeply that it purifies every concern and worry and thought, aligning us completely with the expression of truth. So I invite you to, as you gently breathe in deeply and gently release that breath in this moment, to imagine you're breathing in the breath of God's love. And imagine that you express it as you release that breath, you release the love of God also. Let that experience of breathing relax your body. go and let God. And we thank you, God, for your mighty gift of love that loves us no matter what. Close this meditation and his prayer as it is lifted up in the mighty name and nature of the indwelling Christ with hearts of gratitude. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And so it is. Amen. Ah. Let us go ahead and affirm our U of H growth affirmation together. God is all, both invisible and visible, one presence, one mind, one power is all. This one that is all is perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. I am an individualized expression of God. I am ever one with this perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. And now let us affirm our U of H growth affirmation as if we know that it is working. Together? We give thanks for our expansive congregation that fills our halls, sanctuary, and classrooms with seekers and teachers of unity truth, fills our hearts with love and joy, and provides us with all of the necessary resources to co-create a loving and compassionate spirit-filled world.
Should I do it? Should I do it? You won't look good. I don't care. I want to feel good when I'm up here preaching. That's what matters. Right, y'all? Yes. Okay. So y'all just saw my real moment <laughs> of wrestling inside whether I should do it or not, and I did it. Thank you, God. All righty. <clears throat> so again, happy Father's Day to everybody. I am so excited for, um, to be here today with you all. Um, to celebrate Father's Day. And all the fathers, can we have the fathers stand, please, um, so we can uh, acknowledge you? There's several up in the back as well. Thank you all for being wonderful, wonderful examples of the expression of God as the Father in the lives of those who you, grew, who you raised, who you're raising, and who you are um, being father figures in their lives now. So I wanted to say that up front. Today, the title of my talk is, I Am My Father's Child. And um, I had a, a quick little joke that I'm going to share. I hope it's funny. If it's not, that's OK, because I'll laugh anyway. <laughs> that's all that matters is if I laugh. Oh my gosh, my daddy's here again. Oh, we just acknowledged the father's daddy. <laughs> oh, my daddy just came in the door. Oh. It's not like, and it, it, it's a weird kind. Howard swept me off my feet. My father put me on my feet. And that's some deep business, isn't that? You see that, sweetie pie put you in there too. <laughs> he shook his head, no. Um, as I was saying, I had a cute little joke. And this reminds me of something that happened for real, for real in my life. So a little boy um, is saying, Daddy, can I have another glass of water, please? And his father said, I just gave you 10 glasses of water. He said, yeah, but the bedroom's still on fire. <laughs> <laughs> My brother one day <laughs> was playing with matches in his room, and he caught his mattress on, I mean, matches. He caught his mattress on fire. He was running down the hall to the bathroom to get water and running back with the water in his hand, nothing, and running down the hall. It was so funny. My father said, like, where's that smoke coming from? And we're like, what are you doing, Randy? So I got a cup and went and put the water up. But that was truly what happened. In our, <laughs> of course, we had to turn. They had to get a new mattress, because not only turning it over didn't matter, because it was a lot of still water that soaked through. <laughs> there was a big old hole in it. And my father said, did you learn your lesson now not to play with matches? <laughs> but this really reminded me of that. And so I wanted to, uh, I just wanted to start off with something humorous. There was something that reminded me of, that brought this title to me, um, and, and even on a deeper level. Last week, um, Lois came down to my office and she said, there's a man in the sanctuary that looks just like your father. Is your father here? And I said, yeah. He said, she said, I thought that was your father. So she went to him and told him that, um, I, I don't know specifically what she said to him about looking like me looking like him. And he's like, yeah, I can never reject him because when I go into court, they look at me and look at them and say, get out of here. She looks just like you. <laughs> but anyway, that got me to thinking. 
that there's a lot about me that's obvious, that you can tell I'm my father's daughter, that, my, that, that beyond that I'm my father's child. Because there's aspects, of course I look like him, I'm, I'm kind of built similar to him, and there's facial expressions that I do and gestures that I do that are very much like my father. So obviously on those levels you can see that I am my father's child. But then there's something on a deeper level that when you sit and talk to me, and if you know my father, there's things that come out of my mouth, and there's ways that I am, and there's expressions that I am, and there's a truth that I set my life upon that is directly what I learned from my father. So as a, as a genetic expression, I am my father's child. But also the things that I learned that I was grow as I was growing up and that I'm still learning from him is an expression also that I am my father's child. And I have a feeling that if you look in your lives, you can tell that you were your father's child, either the way you look or the way you express, the facial expressions or the things that you learn. And I can tell you that Bailey cannot deny her father because she looks like the spitting image of Michael. She is her father's child. And then there's those areas that are deeply ingrained in us that did not come from our father. There's that part of you that is a deep expression of something beyond anything that our fathers could give us. And that is the expression that true fathers lead us into being the example of. And I can tell you with, with total, total confidence and total faith and total trust that that is something that my father gave all five of us, my mother and my father, as we were growing up. And that was directing us to God, directing us completely to God so that we could be prepared to not only be an expression of him, and what we grew up learning in the household, but to be the father, capital F, the father's child. And that's what I've been aspiring to do, is to be an example of my father. So that when you see me, you say she is the father's child. Not her father's child biologically, but she is the father's child. Amen? Amen. And that's what I have a feeling. And I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that you all have that same aspiration. That as, God, as, you, as people see you, they see the Father. Would I be correct in making that assumption? Yes? yes? Oh, only a few of you? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's okay. I can ask it again. Would I be correct in making that assumption? Yes. Thank you, thank you, I thought so. So I was reading through and asking God to show me in the Bible some expressions on when Jesus demonstrates the Father and how he shows his disciples. And all of us are disciples as we're studying and, and trying to do our best to live according to the teachings of Jesus. And I'm looking at John chapter 14 and I'm reading this. And this is where in the title of it says, Jesus the way to the Father. And one of the things that really stood out, now in this, in this part of uh, John, Jesus has already told his disciples that he was going to leave, that, you know, he, and he would leave and prepare a place and, and come back. And he's telling them not to, be, not to let their hearts be troubled about this because he will return. Now, there's a couple things in there that I noticed as I was studying this, and, and it was a connection to last week's too. So, of course, he's saying that he would be, be crucified, resurrected, and then he'd uh, leave and come back as a second coming. He'd come back again to usher in the fullness of the expression of the kingdom of heaven. But there was another piece in this that's in chapter 14 of John, verse 1 and 2. I'm going to read this real quick, and I'm going to just go unpack it a little bit. And we're going to go a little bit further, but we'll do it piece by piece. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and also, and trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my father's home. If, there were, if this were not so, would I have told you I'm going to prepare a place for you? Then he says, when everything is ready, this is verse 3, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. 
he goes on to say, and you will know the way to where I am going. Of course, Thomas, the doubting Thomas, says, no, I don't. We don't know where you're going. Now, there's something in here before I go even further. Jesus, of course, is saying what I just shared, that he's going to prepare a space and consciousness so that when we get to a when he when he gets to a place where the kingdom of heaven will come, we already have practiced and been prepared. Remember last week we talked about being prepared, that we don't know when Jesus will come again, but Jesus' main point to us was to, was to always be prepared and ready so that when it's time to step into being the fullness of God, you'll be ready already. And the way to do that is to have a relationship with God, to study and learn about God and to follow Jesus' teachings. But there was something else I saw in here that's connected to last week's talk. Last week, we talked about how in, Jewish, in first century Judaism, what they did when the um, husband and wife were betrothed to each, to, to each other, the bride and bridegroom were betrothed, that the groom left for a little bit to go prepare the home, sometimes build the home, prepare the home on his father's property, and then he'd come get the bride. And remember, we talked about the procession to go get the bride, and the bridesmaid would, bridesmaids would join along, and then they'd go get the bride, the groom, bridegroom would get the bride, and then go back and take the bride home. He was taking the bride to his father's house, his father's property. Jesus says he's preparing us to come home to our father's home. It's the same kind of thing, but here he's talking about the example of the 12 disciples representing a collective expression of the church. Because in Judaism, that first century Judaism, the church was considered the bride, and Jesus was considered the bridegroom who represented God. Does that make sense to everybody? So there's dualism in here in this expression because he's talking to them according to their culture and their tradition. But he's also talking to us to prepare ourselves. It's deep business because when we look and follow this, He's preparing us for when he goes into the way. When Thomas in verse 5 says, we have no idea where you are going, so how can we know the way? This is what matters deeply. <coughs> Jesus says in verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And I've expressed this to you before. We've gone over this before, but God's given me a deeper understanding of this. He says, no one can come to the Father except through me. If you had already known me, you would know who my father is. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Now, of course, you still got the thick heads in the bunch. <laughs> Philip says, Lord, show us the father. Give us the unveiled face of God, and we will be satisfied. And Jesus is like, for real, for real. <laughs> Seriously. Have I been with you all this time, Philip? And yet you just still don't know who I am. Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. That's the part that I want us to talk about today. I mean, we may go a little further, but I don't know. I'm following God. This is the reason why Jesus had to leave. Because they were so fixated on Jesus and what Jesus was doing, even as the disciples, that they had no real concept of where Jesus was taking them. He was so caught up, they were so caught up in being comfortable as Jesus as their protector, as Jesus as their provider, as Jesus as their priest and, and teacher, that they had lost sight of who Jesus was trying to teach them to step into that he was the expression of God, that as you watched and looked at Jesus and followed Jesus' expression, and as you saw how Jesus loved people, and as you saw how Jesus handled the situation, that he always consulted God first, that he was always coming from the God in him, that he had such a deep relationship and a knowing of the Father within, which he called the kingdom of heaven, that all you had to do was look at him and the expression even on his face shared God. The love in his eyes shared God. And he gave them an example because I was looking at how when he sent the disciples out, he told them, don't take anything with you. 
But then I remember Jesus never had anything with him either. He even told something, I have boxes, have homes and holes. I have none. He truly relied on God as his priest, his protector, his provider, and his source and the love that he came to express. Do you see that? How much do we rely on our biological fathers to the point that they're in the way of the spiritual father? And how many, how many times do we, or you as fathers, have you had to have those moments where you had to say no? Because in that moment of saying no, it gave your child an opportunity to stand on their own two feet to find and express what you've taught them throughout their lives and be that independent expression of their own God. Have you ever had the fathers in here? Have you ever had to say no to your child? And those who were mothers living as a father expression, you've had those moments where you've had to say no. That gave them their free will. Because then they get to move into being their own independent expression of what you taught them. Do you get that? And when we do that, we move out of the way of giving them the opportunity of being the light and the love of God so that as you see them, your own children, you get to see that is that person, that child is their father's child. You move past saying, this is my child, to she or he is my father's child. And that is the absolute expression of a godly father. Do you get that? There's other aspects in this that's deep to me. Because Jesus said, I am the way. The way is a path that you take, and that path brings you to something. Jesus' path that he took, bring, that, that we are meant to follow, brings us into the expression of the truth. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The way is the expression of God, the, the, the essence and the knowing of God. The truth is being the living expression of it that you will not be able to deny it no matter what because you're so married to it that you're so one with it that nothing can take you off being full expression of the truth that you are. That you know that going inside of yourself where Jesus took you, that's where you find your own expression of truth. There's two things in here that I love. In the beginning he says, in my father's house, but then later on he says, the father. When you live in the way, you step into the truth, which is the Father, and then you begin to become the expression of that Father, which is the life. Does that make sense? Each one of us are children of God. And those of you who are fathers and you have, your, have children, if you, especially if you have more than one child, they're all children of the Father, which is you but you have an individualized expression and re relationship with each one of them where they can say, my father. And as they say, my father, they're saying, because my relationship with my father. Do you see that? God wants us to have that. And that's why Jesus shared with us, my father. As a matter of fact, when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane in Mark, chapter, where are we? Mark chapter 14, verse 36. Jesus is scared. He's tempted to give in to that fear. He even tells his disciples, my soul is tormented to death. And in this, in this part, when they go into the Garden of Gethsemane, he takes John, James, and Peter with him. John is your love. James is your wisdom. Peter is your faith. Even with his buddies there, he goes to the side, the way. He, he steps in and says, Abba, Father. Abba is an intimate 
expression of father, which means daddy. He did not say the father in that moment. He says, daddy, father, the truth. Not my will, but thy will be done. He even says, you can take this cup, but not my will, thy will be done, the life. So he stepped into the expression of going to the Father, that's the way. He identified the, to the Father, which is the truth, the absolute that you are. You can do anything, even take this cup. But it is my, my desire, my free will, to turn over that will to you. Not my will be done, but thy will be done. The Father, that's the absolute truth on your life. And then he gets up and goes and does it. The life. Do you see it? The way is always the path that will lead you to your Father. The truth is always the essence of who you are in the Father's eyes. And the life is always the relationship you share with God that you demonstrate in your life. Do you get that? I want us all to step into a commitment together. Let me share something with you guys before I even say that. I fought being a minister. Even though I knew it was what I was, I was doing it when I was little, sitting and talking to people, sitting and telling little girls and boys about God. And do you see the air blowing in the trees? Well, if God, if you can't see that and you believe that's there, why is it that you can't believe God even though, you know, can't see God? I'm talking to folks and all this. I'm talking on the phone, dude, supposed to be helping people with their homework, and I'm end up counseling them. My mama's telling me, get off the phone and do your homework. Stop counseling people and do your homework. It was all a part of me. But it wasn't. until I was a little older that I caught it, and I don't know when. Did I really want to do what Jesus would do? There were times when I tried to lean on my dad, and he wouldn't give me the answer. And that made me mad. Until I went inside, he asked, did you pray first? I didn't want to be praying yet. I went in to tell me the answer. <laughs> Daddy, how do I look? Well, how do you think you look? Why you always got to say, how do I think I look? Daddy, should I do this? Well, what do you think you should do? Daddy, I'm scared. Well, did you pray? Daddy, I'm worried. Well, did you ask God first? Did you pray? If you're going to pray, why are you going to worry? If you're going to worry, why pray? Choose. And in that was always the opportunity to say yes to God. But there's something I got from my father that I learned from him. It was trying to be perfect before I could do anything. Like everything had to be lined up and perfect. Everything had to be planned out and perfect. In the one hand, that's perfect because it's perfect when you're planning things. But when you're guided by God, you got to see past what you think should be there in order to be the expression of God. And you got to follow that truth that is God inside of you. And so when I finally said yes to God, I made a commitment. And, there, and I mentioned this to you guys 20 years ago on June 14th. I just had my 20th anniversary with my covenant with God. And I said, God, I commit my life to you. I will not let any man come before you again in my life. And if I do, because I have free will, I give you permission to take that person out of my life, even if that person is me. And then as I got a little wiser, I realized it's always me because I'm the one making the choices. <laughs> I choose to put that person in front of God. I choose to put that thing in front of God. I choose to try to be perfect instead of following God. And I finally got to the place where I truly now believe that in God's process lies my perfection. But I got to let God's process work in my life. 
I got to step into the way, which is following Jesus' example into going into God. And as I go into following God's way, into Jesus' example, into going to God, I have to learn and understand truly who I am as an absolute expression of God. That every quality that exists in God, every absolute part of God is one with me. That I am a reflection of God. I choose to be a brighter reflection if I, choo if, I, if I choose to do that. There's a saying that says, if you know better, you do better. But you got to choose it first. I choose to be a brighter expression of God. I choose that when I walk into the room, I can say I am my father's child and truly be an example of that. This is the deep piece that connects it all together. When Jesus says, I am the light, the, uh, the way, the truth, and the life, he ain't talking about his human self. He's talking about the I am that I am that Moses was sent from Jesus, God. When God said, when Moses told, uh, asked God, who do I tell them I am? You are. And God, and God said, tell them I am that I am sent you. That was who Jesus was speaking from, his I am. You got to go into your I am to be a fuller expression of God. If you're not in your I am, God, you will not be seen. When people see you, they will not see God. They will see you. Do you want people to see God or do you want people to see you? I'm asking you. Do you want people to see God or do you want people to see you? God. Do you want people to feel God or do you want people to feel you? God. That means you got to follow Jesus' path. You gotta have an upfront and close, close and personal relationship with God. Nobody can tell you who the I am is except the I am. Amen. So you gotta go into the I am to be the I am in your life. Amen. Amen. If you wanna be the expression of the Father, when you say I am my Father's child, you gotta go to the Father to see the Father to be the Father. Amen. Amen. I'm saying right now that we're going to step into that together. I am here because I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt, because I was guided beyond a shadow of a doubt to find a church that wanted to grow with me, that when you come into that church, you see the Father. Amen? Amen. I promise you, we're getting there higher and higher. But people come into this church, and they feel and they experience the, the, the love of God, the truth of God, and the expression of God. You cannot grow the way we have grown in these last five years if you are not following the way and the truth and being the light. Amen? Yeah. I am the truth. To the way. I follow the way. Together, I follow the way. I am the truth. Together, I am the truth. And I live the life. Together, and I live the life. I want us to put your hand over your heart. And I want you to take a deep breath, opening up into the heart of the Father within you. And I want you to say, thank you, Father, for my example in Jesus. Together, thank you, Father, for my example in Jesus. I want to be just like Jesus. Together, I want to be just like Jesus. That when they see me, they see you. Together, that when they see me, they see you. I want to be your expression deeply. Together, I want to be your expression deeply. Show me the way. Show me the truth. Show me the light. That I can fully be the expression of I am my father's child. Let's say that two more times. I am my father's child. I am my father's child. So I speak it over you all now, those who are fathers and those who are not that we tune into the absolute Father within. We live according to the truth of the Father within. And as we become the truth, we live it more fully because we go further than just knowing the truth. We begin to live the truth that we know, that we begin to be full expressions, that when I say I am my Father's child and you say you are your Father's child, that no one questions that because they see it beyond a shadow of a doubt. Amen? Amen? Amen. 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 Thank you. God bless you. When things go wrong, 
It's natural to wonder What celestial rule did I break? When things go right It's logical to ponder What credit can I take? But the truth is so much easier I know Michael knows that song deeply because Roxanne's going through her thing. His wife's going through her thing. 
and God has been holding them off through this, staying in the Father. Am I, am I okay saying that, Michael? And that's how you get full when you're singing it. It touches you deeply because you're one with what you're singing. Amen? Amen. So can we give them another hand? And I'm going to be real, too. I'm going to be real with you. <clears throat> there are several, uh, several fathers in here, men in here, who've gone through an experience like that, because my father went through it with my mother, too, and held the space of being the husband, the father, the friend, the man, the advocate, and all of that. It is hard to do, but when you're walking with God, God will hold you up even in that difficult time. Amen? Yeah. I just felt led to say that for you, for everybody else who's sharing that. And thank you for being here with us, Michael. <clears throat> so let us go ahead and um, close our eyes and go into this feeling of prosperity in our hearts right now, taking a deep breath into the feeling of prosperity and abundance that is within you, tuning into that Father that provides within us and seeing that Father as my Father, your own individual expression, and ask, what am I feeling led, God, to give as a love offering for today's service? Take a deep breath and breathe into it and let it come to you. And now let's go ahead and affirm our love offering blessings together. Divine love, through me, blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive. Thank you, God. Amen. And let's go ahead and stand so we can do our prayer for protection. And when we finish doing our prayer for protection, we're going to go ahead right into our peace song. And as we do this prayer for protection, we're, we're speaking it, we're praying it, we're affirming it to the Father as our individual Father. Amen? As we do it to the Father, we're doing it to the transcendence of God everywhere. As we do it to your individual Father within, you're doing it to the eminence of God, your own relationship with God. Even if you're new to it, God will hear it. Amen? Amen. Together? The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is, and all is well. Praise God, there's peace on earth. I know it begins with me. Praise God, there's peace on earth. That was meant to be with God as Creator. Family, all are we. I now walk with my family in perfect harmony. Thank you for listening to this Unity of Farmington Hills podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings but would still like to support our spiritual community, visit our giving page, unityfh.com donate.